Is your business stuck in one spot struggling to grow? Our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator at winninggym.com slash grow has your back. Sign up now for easy wins, no more struggle, just straight growth. You've got this. Now let's head on back to the show. You are listening to the Built to Grow podcast, delivering the knowledge in all things fitness business. We help gym owners win. Here are your hosts, Tim Lyons and Randy Angston. All right. Welcome back to the Built to Grow podcast. I'm your host, Tim Lyons, in the studio. Get the applause going. We got applause. <laughs> Oh, full studio audience. Awesome. He always cuts it off. Joined by Randy <laughs> Angston. What's up, buddy? They, you've never seen people stop clapping like that simultaneously? Yeah. How are we doing, brother? It's always like real low when you hit that clap. Do you have like a volume control on the sound effects? Yeah. Hit it now. Yeah. Oh. Th- and the crowd. Oh, it stops. <laughs> The crowd goes wild. You know what? I'm bring that board over here. I'll start. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. All right, Tim on the ones and twos. Let's get into it. We got a great episode today. Um, probably one of the boringest topics that any gym owner has and tries to like avoid when it comes to you know running their business. It's standard operating procedures. Now I'm going to tell a quick story. My my like when i opened my gym in 2000 and like we were talking about in 2008 and opened in 2009 my dad who's a business guy handed me e-myth and he said that you've got to create your systems and processes and put it in a binder you know back then it wasn't really like digitized or it wasn't like google docs or anything like that it was like put it in a binder update it annually or living doc you know have this thing so like if you ever want to duplicate this in the future you've got all your procedures down i'm like yeah yeah i got it and i knew i needed to do it but i avoided it yeah avoided it and and everybody avoids it and so over the years we've created things but they're scattered all over the place and we're bringing it all back together and we're creating the sops again and we are just you know and this is a mind-numbing task and if you're a high d in the disc assessment this will will drive you up the wall because it's not way you think you're a visionary yep not step one step one a step one b step two like this is not the way i think or probably the way you yeah. think or want to think because you really have to slow your life down into this one focal point on how do I input somebody into my body? Well, to that point, <clears throat> you and I will go and do it. We don't stop to document the process as we're doing it, right? Oh, that's yeah. how that's how you got in that position. You knew the functions had to happen. You were doing the work, but you're in that lane and you're doing those things. You don't think, stop, document the process, put it into a piece of paper or a document that then can, you know, be, uh, you can work off of that for the future or somebody else can work off of that. Yep. And here's a scoop, guys. If you do not document your processes, if you do not have a binder or a digital document of all of your processes from how you answer the phone to how you clean and how everything in between, you don't have a business you can sell. Mm-hmm. You've got a mixed match of things, you know, things people, you know, will do it differently every time. And, you know, my focus over the next probably five years is going to put together a sellable business that will get multiples on the dollar and move on into something else. I'm guessing. 
I don't know. Yeah. That's five years from now. I don't, but even if you're not planning on selling your business, you still need it anyway. Mm -hmm. Even if you have a single location or 10 locations, I would argue you'd probably need it even more if you have 10 locations, right? And so you probably didn't get there if you didn't. What is an SOP and what is the anatomy of an SOP? And I've been digging in, in the weeds and I found a ton of information on this, but uh, you know, basically I've, I've seen everything from seven steps down to three steps. And hey, if it's up my choice, I'm gonna pick three steps. Let's, let's make it really easy. So number one, it, you know, the step, step one of a SOP is the purpose of the SOP. So you have like a, a two sentence, maybe even a paragraph of what is this for? Mm -hmm. What is the purpose of this process in a facility? Let's just, let's go abstract. Let's just say, hey, what is the process to, to host or run an event at your gym? Let's call it a nutrition seminar. Sure, okay. perfect. You need an SOP on this because if you ever wanna do it twice or three times or 10 times, you better have a process to do it. Well, in, let me drive to that point. A process is a measurable, you know, pro well, process, right? It's a system that you, that, that once it's implemented, predicts or, or creates a similar outcome at the end. And that's what an SOP's goal is, right? That's what processes in a business are. We're trying to remove the human element, remove the variables and create a rep, uh, repeatable experience, a repeatable outcome. Mm -hmm. And a SOP is a system like we talk in everything else. Once you have that in there, you can edit, tweak, change, manipulate, do what you need to to the process to improve or you know digress the results that you're able to achieve. Yep. And that's the benefit. Once you have it, it exists. Now you can relate to that for the next time. Say, okay, cool. This is our process. This is how we do it. And the feedback from last time, okay, maybe this didn't go well, so let's change a little bit here or mm -hmm. something, right? But you have a system to work off of. And without that, you don't have a system, you don't have the process, and therefore it's winging it each and every time. Yeah, nailed it, right? So exactly is the point is that you can repeat the process with anybody, right? Yep. So if you're, you know, coaches come and go, staff come and go, and you would hate for that process to leave with that employee. And so you've got to own it. Look, you're the business owner. You better own all of this stuff. You have to own it, meaning you have to control it. You have to have it in your docs, in your binders, in your stuff. Okay, so the first part is, you know, the purpose. The second part is the steps. Step one, step two, step three, step four. And usually you would start with the global steps and then, you know, go and, and break down how to do each step. So like, you know, from what I'm reading and understanding a little bit better is you always start with the, the end in mind. End in mind, What's sure. the end goal of this thing? And put that down at the bottom and then all the start, from, you know, the, how do you start? And then everything in between. Mm -hmm. Then at the end, you have something called FAQ, which is frequently asked questions like, what happens if this, do this? What happens if this, do that? You know, whatever. Okay, so if we're talking about, for example, uh, hosting an event, the purpose would be, uh, you know, the procedure to host an event to maximize, you know, attendance or whatever, uh, you know, and then you could put a couple examples, uh, you know, barbell seminar, a nutrition seminar, whatever those things are for your gym. Step one, start, you know, determine the date of the of the event, step one, step two. Sounds goofy guys, yeah. but this is how specific and clear an SOP should be. Yeah, step step two, and I don't have it in front of me and I'm just going off memory, sure. but like we have an 11 step process, yep. you know, cause, and here's the funny thing about the 11 step process, right? Like for example, what you were saying is duplicatable, blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah. We created it to solve the problem. The problem was we weren't getting a whole lot of people coming to a <laughs> seminar. 
So we created a SOP to fix the problem. And when we followed the SOP, we'd have a ton of people. And then a year later or two years later, we go by and we would host an event where somebody didn't follow the SOP and there wouldn't be anybody at the event or, or lacked people. And then you go back and like, well, why didn't, well, you didn't follow the thing. It, it's like you only solve the problem once. Yes. And this is the, this is the, the crazy thing is like, yeah, we've already solved this problem. Mm -hmm. But the, the issue becomes is when you get staff turnover and this guy forgot about that other thing or this person never got taught that there was an SOP for this. So when you create these SOPs, you better be training on them all the time. You know, oh, like you should first reference is going back to the, call it the binder, go back to the binder and see if there's something that exists for that. Yep. And you can have marketing SOPs, sales SOPs. In fact, I would just make them the four systems of the gym, right? Attraction, conversion, delivery, ascension. Boom. Those are your four majors. And then you can just drop in, you know, the sub categories and then, okay. So you get through the steps. Great. Now I've got the frequently asked questions section done bundle it up, put it in the binder yeah. and it lives there. And then you could train on this stuff. Attention gym owners. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Join our exclusive Facebook group, Profit Accelerator, and unlock the potential to scale your gym to $30,000 a month and beyond. In the Profit Accelerator group, we're going to focus solely on helping gym owners just like you win. We offer regular training sessions and share our best proven strategies to boost your business. Join us now by searching for Profit Accelerator on Facebook. Be part of a community that's all about success and growth, the Profit Accelerator, where gym owners thrive. All right, now let's get back to the show. And so, right, like, as you go through your day-to-day -day operations, you're going to realize, oh man, I answer the phone all the time. Well, how, how should we answer the phone? What is here? the goal? What is the goal? What is the goal of the outcome we're looking for when we answer the phone, right? Like you said, start, with the, start with the outcome. And I then would tell the everybody the goal of any, any, like we have a, a back, a goal and a backup goal and a third goal, like right, those three things. The goal of any in, inbound call is to book an appointment. Sure. And when you book the appointment, you get the contact information, you get all their information and it's booked on the calendar. That would be what we would assume, like if it's a prospecting call, right? Sure. But if you can't get the appointment booked, the secondary is get their contact information so you can follow up or have the director follow up. And if you don't hit either one of those, that's a fail. Sure. You, you missed the mark. Absolutely. Right. So, so that's, you know, but what is the script? What do you say? Like, do you do? And then frequently asked questions on the bottom. Do you discuss price over just the phone? Say, what, what happens when they ask about pricing? How do yeah. we handle that? Yeah. Right. Yep. That's, all those, that's the number one, everyone. Well, that's, yeah, that's by default. And so the question becomes, do you, do you like you, maybe in your facility you do? Cool. I don't mind giving the price out over the phone if it's the right conversation. Absolutely. And usually it's a range. Yep. But I would argue that <clears throat> as soon as you give out the information, if they've never been in your facility, you've lost them because there's no way to put that $400 a month value with the experience that they're getting in the gym when they're used to planet fitness for 999. Yeah, and that's, that's the easiest way is, is they're thinking cost. You're show, you're thinking value. You can't mm -hmm. show value without, you know, more, there has to be something Seeing tangible. It. They see the call, you know, the, the facility, they understand the quality of your training because they're visually seeing it. They're they're getting that emotional and logical confirmation and other things that a number doesn't give. I mean, they literally, it, it, that's how you turn your business into a commodity. That's yep. how you compete, compete against other quote unquote fitness solutions 
on price on yeah. just a number and it's got absolutely nothing i mean it's like buying a car it's, you can walk into a lamborghini dealer or a honda dealer and if you don't know the difference and you you ask the question of what is the, the cost and you leave it at that that's all your you know that's all you have to go off of yeah. and yeah that can be dangerous for a fitness facility to just toss numbers around yeah especially because there's such a vast range of price of price points in this industry yeah you got everything from i'm like look dude i've seen seven dollars a month Fitness 19, which is funny, mm -hmm. Fitness 19 in California is a $19 started there. Now they're down to seven. What does that tell you? Yeah. Yeah. So any, anywho, uh, look, SOPs are boring as hell. They're sexy when they work. They're sexy when, you know, and one of the biggest, the sexiest things about them is you'll, you'll be doing these in your, in your operations. Let's say you're the owner and you've got all these things I do and I've got these SOPs. Guess what? Well, I don't need to do this one anymore. Let me hand the freaking training SOP off to the coach. Yep. And now guess what? That gap is, you can have time there. Yep. And so if you, if you as a gym owner ever want to get out of your operation, you have to replace yourself in order to replace yourself. They need to know what to do. In order for them to know what to do, you have to document the process. Mm -hmm. SOPs are an absolute 10 out of 10 must. They're also a one out of 10 of likelihood you've got them. <laughs> or want to do them. Or want to do them. I mean, it sucks. I mean, Nick, you've been talking about doing an SOP on how to, how to launch these podcasts, right? Because he's doing the same thing over and over. And he started documenting that yep. process. And we're going to put them in a format. And it's a whole thing. Like, that's that's important. And I know he's got enough of them. Because there was a time where you and I had to come in, fire up the, the stuff. And I, I mean, the software wasn't on my computer yet. Yep. Well, I, I had to pull up his documentation for what he had already created. And yep. we did. We were able to continue and do a similar result. I guarantee our listeners, you had no idea that Nick didn't hit the buttons that day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that, that right there speaks volumes. I mean, that is a real life example of without an SOP, Tim and I would have missed content. We wouldn't have been able to do the show. You wouldn't have gotten the information and boom, we failed our delivery to you, the consumer. Truth. Right now, we Preach. didn't have to because the, the SOP was in place. Mm. As simple as a guide that literally download this software, install the driver, plug this into this port. Like yeah. stupid, simple. To the, I think the, the biggest thing I think the most resistance gym owners and, and any small business owner is going to have around SOPs is the fact that you, have, you, you right now you think that you have to sit down with a blank piece of paper and build a library of SOPs. Right now. And you, in theory, you do need to, but how you do that is not by sitting there and pounding your head against the wall and hoping that these ideas come from, you know, your mind to a piece of paper. 90% of the things, like Tim said, you're doing these functions of the business today. Your team may be handling the functions of the business today. Make it a team effort, maybe, right? The, the tasks that are already on your trainer's uh, um workload right if they're already doing certain things as they do it next time have them document at least the steps right help them create an sop if you can the next time you're going and you do a you take that phone call document what are the things you say that you want every one of your employees saying on that phone call document it you're doing the work all you gotta do is have a, a, a you know a set of notes next to you and just yep. at least get the processes started on paper that's going to be like the 88%, 85% of the work building deeper. At that point, you have most of it already there. Yeah. You know, well, it yeah, becomes big, a lot. Yeah. Big, big milestones. I mean, then the rest of it, you know, you can fill the gaps. You, and then you, that's where you can tweak, you know. Oh, maybe I didn't say it the way I wanted to on the phone, but I know what I'm, I would, you know, prefer to say or like to say. Okay, perfect. Put that 
in the script, right? And then build upon that. This, the, an SOP is a living document. Your business changes sometimes with the change of staff. Um, maybe you do lose a fitness director and all of a sudden, boom, you've got you know a, a lead trainer or trainers filling some of that. You're back in the business doing some of it. Figure out, it's always the functions of the job. What does it take to deliver that product to your consumer? Mm -hmm. Document that stuff, put it into a binder. And like we said, I mean, you're gonna have a business literally in a binder that has value, that is an asset, that is a sellable asset. That's what business owners are coming along looking for, or potential buyers are coming yeah. along looking for. Then nobody wants to buy what's, what's between your two ears. You can't, if it, if it doesn't exist in a document, in something that they can utilize, learn from, implement themselves, that is not sellable in your business. And so it's tough, but I mean, we're giving you the path to, and you said, you don't, maybe you don't want to sell your business. That's no, no problem. But at least this way, your business has cash flow that's paying you dividends, owner benefit, and all of those things without you having to be in the day-to-day -day operations. Mm -hmm. It's different between have to and can. Big difference. For sure. So there you have it, guys. If you're gonna do it, do it right. This is not a hobby. This is your career, it's your lifestyle, it's your life, I don't know. I mean, this might be your lifeblood of your whole family, right? So take the time, document the process. It's boring as hell, I know it. <laughs> I've avoided <laughs> it for years. Uh, but it's time. It's time to, to, to act like a, a grown-up and an adult and, and do it the right way. So hopefully this helps. If you need help with coaching, like you, with your business, we do a coaching program called Business Accelerator, uh, winninggym.com slash grow. If you have interest there, book a call with Randy. That's it for this episode. Hopefully that helps you guys. Until next time, keep changing lives. We'll see you on the next show. Bye. All right. And thank you for listening to that episode of the Built to Grow podcast, where we help gym owners win. Now, do you want to connect with me and other gym owners online? All you need to do is join our private Facebook group, Business Talk with Fitness Professionals. Just head on over to Facebook and type in Business Talk with Fitness Professionals. And when you do, we're going to give you our 10 marketing strategies, seven figure gym owners use to win. I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Until then, keep building something great.